What's going on, everybody? It's the man behind the voice, your host, Kendrick Bryant, and welcome to another episode of A Father's Perspective. I have a very special guest with me. I coined this one, If It Had Not Been. Let's go. I have with me a wealth of wisdom, my granny, missionary day, Idella day, the glue, the one that holds it all together. I'm glad to be a part of this moment. What's going on, granny? Nothing happening. (laughs) (laughs) Good to be here. Good to be here. And so I have already coined this show entitled, If It Had Not Been. And we know that's one of the hymns of the church. If it had not been for the Lord on our side, on my side, where would I be? Where would we be? be? Yes, where would we be? And so, Grant, I just want to talk to you, just have a little dialogue and uh, just give the people an opportunity to, because you are a missionary and uh, you actually, you are the one to introduce Jesus into my life. Before I even knew Jesus, I knew the church. And once I got in the church, Jesus met me there. And so just just uh, talk to us about your journey. I know you, you sing and you preach and you have ministered. So just take the people on the journey and, and bring them into your world. Thank you. Let me just say this before I start. Without a God. Yes. I could do nothing. Yes. Without him. I, I would fail without God, my life would be drifting, drifting like a ship without a sail. When I say that, children, my mind go back a long time ago when I first met Jesus. And I say all the time, I didn't know nothing about Jesus in the beginning. I was introduced to Jesus by my grandparents Mm -hmm. and by the old ministers. And they taught me about Jesus. Mm -hmm. And along the way, I forgot about him. Mm -hmm. But one day I came back to him. And when I came back to him, I've been holding on to him ever since. He's brought me a long way. He's got an inspiration in my life. He opened doors for me. He made ways. He just he just been good. Yes, when I say that, yes, I say this yes. all the time, and I'm just an old-fashioned pr- person. I can't speak proper, but I do know about Jesus, and yes, I know he's proper. Yes. And I know who Jesus is, and I accept him as my life, mm-hmm. and I claim him for my children. I plead the blood of Jesus over this family, mm-hmm. and I know he's good to them, and I can't help but say, God, I love you. Yes. I love you for what you are, for what you're doing, yes. for what you're going to do. And I just want y'all to, I want our children to be, and want my children to be encouraged. And not only these children, but when I look around in the world and I see how the world is living today, 
I want the world to be encouraged and turn their life over to Jesus. Because Jesus is the answer, and he can solve every problem. Anything that you have, give it to Jesus, and he can work it out. We used to sing that little song, let Jesus work it out. Yeah, He will fix it for you. All you have to do is give it to him and let him fix it. Yes, y'all understand. My granny just turned 80 years old, 80 years old uh, on October the 3rd. And I had opportunity to come down and celebrate her 80th birthday. But there has been times along the way where she had to lean on her faith. Yes, sir. And I'm telling you, uh, these stories she told me even when I was a little boy, uh, and as I grew up, she told me about the times when I was a little boy and the things that have happened along the way, especially when the di- the doctors diagnosed you with cancer and, and things were going awry. Tell us about that, Granny. When the doctors arrived, gave me, uh, told me that I had cancer, and I remember I would have to go down to uh, UTMB in Galveston, mm-hmm. and I had my treatments done. When they told me I had cancer and I came home and went back to work, I was working at the chicken plant here in Jasper, Mm-hmm. And I came back and went to work in my sister because I never was a big talker about my problem. Mm-hmm. And they said, what did the doctor say? And I said, they said I had cancer, but I ain't going to worry about that. And her mouth flew open, and she thought I lost my mind mm-hmm. because I said I wasn't going to worry about that because I knew that Jesus was going to be the answer. But doing that uh, remission of sin and that commission of, of going through the affliction in my body, mm-hmm. I went through a lot of things. I went through the chemo, went through the radiation. And my body was so sick. And I remember coming home one day from down at Galveston. And I'd always come home every Friday. I'd go down and stay all the week in the room. And on Friday evening, I would come home because I wanted to come and see about the children. I always worried about my family. Mm -hmm. And I would drive home from Galveston by myself. And I remember getting on the ferry one that Friday evening. And they had told me, Miss Day, uh, your temperature is too high. We're just going to do any treatment today. You just go on back to the room. Mm -hmm. And come back Monday, but they didn't know I was driving home every Friday. Mm-hmm. And I got in the car and got on the ferry. And when I got on the ferry, I was so sick, mm-hmm. and I flopped. My head just fell over on the steering wheel, and I began to weep. And the whole world was dark, mm-hmm. and I began to weep. And I heard a voice on my left shoulder say, "Look at you! You sick enough to die? Why don't you just give up and die?" Mm-hmm. And then I heard a little still voice on my right shoulder say. I said I would never leave you. Glory. I would always be with you. Mm-hmm. And I opened my eyes. And when I opened my eyes and started looking around, the whole world had brightened up. Yes. And I wiped my tears and got behind that wheel. Didn't have to stop nowhere all the way back to Jasper. Mm-hmm. And I drove that old car all the way home, got out the car. And that's why I know that God is a good God. Yes. And he said he wouldn't change. He said he would never leave us. Yes. And he's that same God 40-some years ago that he is today. And if he said it 40-some years ago to me, he's saying it today. Yeah, and it, I believe that it. I'm going through some things now, children. Yeah. But I know God is able to take me through. Yes. He's able to take us through. Not only me, he's able to take us all through. Yeah. Just put your trust in him. Yeah, Depend said, on him. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He said he would. Lo, I'll be with you Always. even until... And every time I get weak, I remember them words. Jesus, you said you weren't going to leave me. Uh-huh. And I'm depending on you. Yes. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, Granny, you're 80 years old, and uh, God has so richly blessed you with a new home. And, uh, yes. And actually, that's where we're sitting right now, a day after Christmas. And 
He's sitting in the new home and tell me, uh, tell us the excitement you had and knowing because I want you to give the background on the old home. The old home was a very special place. The writing of God was in the walls. It took care of a lot of people. And I remember as a boy, I used to babysit uh, from time to time. And so a lot of people have deemed this house on the hill the safe haven. Tell us a little bit about the, the old home before the we get to home, the new home. Uh, started when Kendrick was, I guess about, he, wasn't, he was crawling. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Tamara was a little girl. She was toddling around. And I was trying to build a house, and I didn't, ha- I didn't have a husband, mm-hmm. and I didn't have no help. And I tell everybody I never had to sell my body for a dollar. Amen. God prepared, and he fixed that house. He built that house. It wasn't no, it wasn't no fancy house, mm-hmm. but there was love. Yeah. And I remember I would come up there when I get off of work in the evening. I was working at the plant down there, and I would get off of work, and I would come up to that little house, and I was trying to work on it. I was in there by my, I would do it by myself, putting up sheetrock. And I learned how to do it by myself, just Jesus and me. And I would come up there, and sometimes Kendrick would crawl around in the floor. Mm-hmm. And uh, that other would run around in that dust. And when we go back home, they would be just covered with cheap rot dust. <laughs> and I would take them back down to the house where I was living and give them a bath and get them redressed. But they would follow me up there in that house. And a lot of time I would go up there, and sometimes I'd try to put up a piece of cheap rock. And sometimes I'd go up there and sit on a bucket. And sit there and cry and pray and mm-hmm. tell God you said you was gonna help me. Yeah. And he did. He helped me build that house and we look at it. We would look at it a lot of times, mm-hmm. and it looked terrible. Mm-hmm. But it got us through forty something years. I raised children there, I raised grandchildren there, mm-hmm. and we lived there with love. Yeah. I loved it. We was, there was love in that house. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we went through a lot of things and some I had some people that went to sleep in that very house. And I used to hear the children say, I ain't living in no house where nobody died. Mm-hmm. I, but we lived right there in that house and never changed. Yes, yes, Nothing yes. never changed except Jesus changed everything. Mm-hmm. Gave me a brand new house. And I remember during this time I had got sick again. And mm-hmm. I began to tell the children, I'm tired of fighting. Mm-hmm. Children, I'm tired of fighting. I'm just going to give up because I'm tired. And they said, Granny, you got to hold on a little while longer. Yes, and I began yes. to prepare them and tell them, how do you know to take care of a house? Because I felt like I wouldn't be here to see the new house. Mm-hmm. My body was, felt like it was just getting so weak. Yeah. And I just told them I was getting too weak and I didn't want to fight anymore. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. But they insisted that I keep on fighting. And I made up my mind. Well, Jesus, you said you wouldn't leave me. Yeah. So I got to fight until you say, well done. Yeah. Good and faithful servant. I'm faithful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have shown yourself to be faithful uh, and to be the glue for, for this family. You have housed us, you have fed us, you have given. I remember first time me and my wife, we, we stepped out on a leap of faith. We, we just wanted to do something that seemed impossible for even us to do when we wanted to purchase our first home. And, and we, we wasn't trying to just purchase any home. We were trying to reach for our dreams, our dream home, and I'll never forget it. Because we didn't have all the finances that were needed in the bank account for them to move on building the home. And I'll never forget it. I called you. And you're the only one I knew to call. And I didn't know if the resources were there. I just know my granny always have come through. And uh, I remember what you told me. You said, I don't have that, but I got something. And you called your sisters. You got two sisters. You called your sisters. 
And before the before I knew it, y'all was depositing the money to my bank account, and the and the loan was approved for the home. And I'm telling you, that was a huge blessing for me and my family's life. You'll never know how it changed the perspective on what young Thank black people Jesus. can do because somebody was in place to do something. And family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were, you were, you and your sisters were in place to do yes. something for us. And I will be eternally and forever grateful for the opportunity because as we move through life and we're able to get our second home, what y'all did set us up internally in our mindset, knowing that we can do this and we wouldn't have to worry about uh-huh. any roadblocks that could stop us. And so I am eternally grateful for that moment. So now you got your new home. Tell, tell us how it led up to, to getting this new home. Uh, I don't know. God just worked out the uh, situation. They were giving, they were doing this, uh, Thing from uh, Hurricane Harvey, mm-hmm. and my sister kept telling me, "Go down and sign up for a new for the house." And I kept saying, "I don't want. I've been here all of my life. I've been here for forty something years. I don't want to move." Mm-hmm. That's what I was saying about the other little house. She said, "Well, go down and sign up anyway." And she finally taught me to go down there signing up, and I went down and signed up. But it took me almost two years before they approved it mm-hmm. because I had to go through the hassle of of the property line. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. they kept saying my property line was off, and I said, well, I'm not moving. Mm-hmm. So I've been up here in this house for 40 years. I said, if I don't own it, I wouldn't get my squatters right. Yeah. Because I've been squatting here for 40 years. <laughs> and I said, I'm not squatters moving. Squatters right. So I'm staying here. And anyway, they went They went ahead and up, they approved it, but they kept putting it off and putting it off, and we had to get lawyers, and we had to get a surveyed again. Mm-hmm. But God worked that out, mm-hmm. and uh, he got it fixed. And got me a house built. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm so proud of it. And it's a beautiful it's home. It's beautiful. Oh, man, I am so proud and, and so I, grateful. I got a daughter that takes real good care of it. I don't have to do anything. Yeah, that's my mama. That's my, that's my mama. Work. Yeah, my mama. My mama the house clean, cook, clean, and yeah. keep me clean, and keep me up, and cook, and run all the errands. She's so good. Mm-hmm. Have to give her some props. Yeah, that's my mama, Carolyn Bryant, uh, and uh, she has been uh, the epitome of love yes. uh, toward, toward me and my little brother, Jamar Bryant, and uh, and I'm just grateful. And y'all will see her on the blog as well, so don't she worry. She her boys. Mm-hmm, she does. And so let's, let's shift to um, Missionary Day. Missionary Day, who is she? Who is Missionary Day? Missionary Day. I can go back, I guess, a long ways and say that Missionary Day was born in 1940. Mm-hmm. And I started out as a little girl in Sunday school. My grandparents made me go to church and all of that thing that children do when they're little and their parents make them do. Mm-hmm. And as I grew older, I... Uh, I accepted Christ mm-hmm. as I got older, and I began to uh, ministry, teach Sunday school. That's where it started. I started with teaching mission and Sunday school, and then I was choir president and, mm-hmm. and all of them things that we do as, as young people. And then when I got older, my bishop told me that uh, you're going to be a missionary, and he gave me, told me to study, told me how to study, and 
and learn how to minister. And I remember my first topic, and I remember uh, teaching it over in Woodville at, at Ella White's church. Mm-hmm. And it was weeds in your seeds. I'll never forget that. Mm-hmm. That, was the, that, was the, that was what I talked about, weeds in your seeds. But I remember that he uh, insisted that I was going to be a missionary. They, they put me on trial, and I stayed on trial for years. Mm-hmm. And every time they would have a board meeting, you ready, you ready, Sister Day? And I would always say, no, sir. <laughs> you ready, Sister Day? No, sir. And one year he said, you ready? Mm-hmm. He said, we preferred we going to charge you. <laughs> <laughs> and he, they charged me, and I've been charged ever since. I've been trying to do a work for the Lord, been telling people about Jesus and what he can do. And most of all, how he can save you. That's the most important thing, mm-hmm. that Jesus wants to save you. He wants all of us to go to him. He don't want no soul to be lost. Mm-hmm. And I try to make it easy and, and simple for everybody to understand. Jesus don't want us to be lost. Uh-huh. He wants all of us to have a life and, and inherit and go home with him. He said he was going to take us home with him, mm-hmm. but we have to live a life. Yeah. We got to be, have a special life to live and go back with Jesus. We can't live any kind of way, children. We have to leave a special way to go back with Jesus. Yeah, amen, amen. And so now, as we, Grant and I have dearly enjoyed you, and I want you to prepare your heart and mind to give your final moment of truth uh, and just share your heart with the people on things uh, that has been going on around us and things that you know that are founded and, and, and able to withstand the storms of life concerning faith, having faith in Jesus. So, We'll move into the moment of truth. And now, your moment of truth, 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 truth. Moment of truth is put your faith in Jesus. Yes. Put your faith in in Jesus because he's the only one that can carry you through. I know we think we can go through with all of these things, but when we look around at all the covers and all the things that's going on in the world, it ain't nothing we can do about it. But if we turn it over to Jesus and let him work it out, he will work it out. And children, remember to always keep the faith in Jesus. Don't never lose it. We lose faith in Jesus. We don't have nothing. He's our life. He's our shelter. He's our, he said he was going to be our rock. Uh-huh. Somebody said he's a rock in a weary land. Yes. He's a shelter in a mighty storm. Yes. Bread when we're hungry. Mm-hmm. It's a doctor when we're sick. Come on. A lawyer in our court. Come on. Anything that we need is in Jesus. So don't never lose faith in him. Always keep your faith in him. And hold on to him. Yes. If you got him, hold on. If you ain't got him, get him. It's time to get him because we're living in the last days. Yeah. Jesus is soon to come back. He said he would, and people have been saying that for years. And I'm looking for him. Tell us. He might come tomorrow, and I'm still looking for him. I'm on, I, mean, I want to be ready. Yes. I want y'all to be ready too. I want to see you in heaven. Somebody said we want to go to heaven together. We want to all be up there so we can enjoy Jesus together. Yes. Y'all hold on, children. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, the infamous my granny missionary Adela Day. Hello, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the Father's Perspective, powered by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your cell phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. 
but it gets better. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.